0: Cool, yeah. So let's get started. This is episode one. Um, Actually, wasn't even planning on starting right now, but you know what? I'm all set up, and I'm ready to go, so let's do this. Uh, This is me. I'm Vade. I'm doing this because I am really bored, and uh, I'm kind of cut off from social contact right now. So I'm back home from school right now for the summer, studying for this big exam I have to take. Uh, in a month, and um, uh, it basically constitutes me hanging out in the basement literally every waking hour of every day, uh, just cramming, and uh, I realized uh, the other day that I probably speak five to ten sentences total out loud right now uh, on any given day because uh, the only people in the house are my parents, and I say hi to them in the morning, and I will say a few sentences to them you know, as I'm grabbing lunch and dinner, otherwise I'm kind of siphoned off uh, to, to the basement, to a dark corner of the basement. And, uh, you know, I'm being productive, so that's good. It's, it's definitely necessary, but uh, it is a little isolating to not speak. Um, and so, you know, I thought, why not do this do this thing where I speak into a microphone and no one will ever listen, but at least I'm talking to something or someone and I'm not just at a wall. So um, if you're actually listening to this, stop listening. This is private. It's not for you. <laughs> Um, so actually I, I've been wanting to do this podcast or, you know, some kind of audio medium thing for, a, for a while. I actually am recording this on microphones that I bought in like 2015. Um, I, I got two of these like mid range kind of, uh, uh, microphones for, for recording audio for podcasts or radio style stuff. And i would gotten them back then because me and my, my, one of my college roommates, uh, we really wanted to do, um, Science podcast, kind of like a science Science Friday kind of thing, and we actually recorded a couple of episodes, and I think it, it, it wasn't bad, um, but it, it was a lot of effort to you know prepare and to record and edit these these episodes. And this was back when podcasts weren't just people talking into microphones; it was very much like a very like predefined, well scripted NPR style, uh, uh, you know, content. And so the, the, there was a lot of pressure back then to make that kind of content and. Uh, it never really took off because we were busy and, and and I personally was lazy and I I, I, I didn't really push through with it. Uh, but I had these microphones and I found them uh, in the corner of my closet uh, the other day and I thought, you know what, let's, let's use them. And uh, more recently, podcasting has kind of become this thing where on top of the usual nice scripted content out there, which is excellent, there's a lot of content that's just people talking and by nature of people being interesting in their diversity of ideas and interests, um, you can just kind of have random people talking at you in the background while you're doing something mundane like the dishes, and it ends up being sufficiently entertaining that people will will listen. So that's what I'm doing here, that's what I'm doing now, um, and uh, thanks for listening if you are. So a little bit about me, I'm uh, a med student, I am finishing up my second year, and so uh, right now I'm studying for these board exams, this, this big exam called Step 1, which I'm taking in July now. And it is maybe the most important video, uh, the the most important uh, exam of my career. Um, it kind of de- determines what specialty I can go into. It determines, you know, where I may end up matching for residency if I go into residency, that kind of stuff. So, a lot of pressure. Um, it's probably the hardest I've ever studied for anything in my entire life, and maybe the hardest I'll ever study for anything in my entire life. So. Anyway, it's kind of cool like knowing that this is when I have to put in the effort it's it's cool to see like yeah this is exactly when uh, uh, I, I'm gonna be putting in all this effort and, and hopefully seeing results out of it um, I wouldn't mind doing decently well in this exam to be honest um, although I'm, I'm entirely expecting to do uh, fairly mediocre so things that I've been interested in recently uh, I'm I'm a I'm an Indian American guy and uh, for better or worse, I, I stay on top of all, a lot of the Indian American news. Uh and one thing that's been kind of interesting recently, uh, is this whole deal, this beef between Dinesh D'Souza and Preebrara. For those of you that don't know, uh Preebrara is this uh, really incredible guy. He's an Indian American lawyer, he was like the head uh he was like the, the head of the uh Southern District of New York. Uh, DA's office which is like a like he was basically like one of the top federal prosecutors uh, in the country for a while Uh, I think he was like 2009 to 2017 or something like that and uh, because he was prosecuting a lot of federal cases in the the New York area he ended up prosecuting a lot of big-time financial people people doing like financial frauds and that kind of stuff and also a lot of stuff relating to the UN which is also in, in in New York and one of the cases that I'm not sure if he tried him directly, but he may have was uh, this guy named Dinesh D'Souza, who is a- another Indian guy. He was he was born in India. He came to the U.S. for college and has lived here since. And he is like hardcore neoconservative. Like he espouses the p- probably the craziest, most fringe ideas out there in terms of conservatism. Um, and and he does lots of really provocative stuff that has very much been on the fringe of the conservative movement uh uh, and and the Republican party for a very long time until Donald Trump was elected president and then he kind of became more mainstream because uh Donald Trump himself kind of buys into that hardcore stuff a lot more and so there's kind of more of a platform for that kind of content anyways uh the issue is I I think it was in like 2009 or, or sometime in the last 10 years he was convicted of basically funneling a few tens of thousands of dollars to some senate campaigns illegally and thankfully, in the U- in, in the U.S., can't, those kinds of things are illegal under uh, campaign finance law. that this guy, he pled guilty to these charges. I think he was given a big fine and placed on, I think, on house arrest. He's been serving house arrest or something like that um, recently, until recently. Then, if you didn't know, Donald Trump pardoned him uh, the other day, this this last week, uh, for no real reason uh, apart from he probably heard about him being. Treated unfairly, quote unquote, on Fox News while watching it, probably, and so Dinesh D'Souza was pardoned and he's free now. And the first thing he did was he went on Twitter and he literally said, uh, I'll, "I'll pull up the actual tweet here," but he basically was rubbing it in Prebriar's face. He was like, "Ha, you 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 can't catch me, man." Um, uh, let's see here it is. So on, on Twitter, he tweeted pretty much immediately as soon as he was, he was pardoned. He says, "Quote." karma is a bitch at Preet Bharara wanted to destroy a, f- a fellow Indian American to advance his career. Then he got fired and I got pardoned. So kind of a scathing tweet. Uh, and um, it's, it's, it's kind of ironic because so first maybe in a second, I'll talk about the whole part about Indian Americans having to be harder on other Indian Americans to advance their careers, which may be true. I don't know. Uh, but Preet Bharara was, was fired by, by Donald Trump when, when Donald Trump came into office. And, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it it, it was an interesting story. I would, I recommend you go listen to, uh, Pete's, uh, account of it on his own podcast, which is a, a, a podcast actually worth listening to, uh, as, a, as opposed to this one. Um, but yeah, uh, it's kind of a scathing tweet and, um, a lot of people, uh, didn't really like it, myself included, cause it's, it's kind of, Implying that is, uh, you know, was going after people um, to advance his career, which I think is is not um, really, I think, what uh, people in his position ought to do, and I, I, in my opinion, is not what he did in his position. I think if you listen to Priebanner, if you look at his cases, the way that he prosecuted, he's very much a man of the law. He's very much a very fair prosecutor, in my opinion. And um, you know, even though, uh, yeah, he did put people away, um, you know he put away people who were guilty and in the case of the nation Souza, the nation Souza literally he pleaded guilty he was guilty like there's lots of evidence he pleaded guilty there was no doubt anywhere so the fact that he was uh treated unfairly or anything is kind of ridiculous like he pled guilty to campaign t- campaign finance law uh, uh evasion and uh and then he, he, you know, had to pay the consequences. Like, we have laws in the U.S. and we pay consequences for them. So the fact that somehow he felt that he was f- treated unfairly makes no sense. Like, he literally pleaded guilty and, and got what I think is a rather uh, uh, subdued white-collar, like, punishment, which is just, like, house arrest and a fine or whatever. So I think he should get over it. Anyways, Preet Bharara responded. He was like, yeah, dude, but you you literally pled guilty and there's plenty of evidence you committed a crime. Um, this isn't about or you, it's the fact that you literally committed a crime and just because you're pardoned doesn't mean that you're innocent. Um, and in fact, if you if you dig into the, the, the literature about uh, pardons in general, um, part of the assumption of a pardon is that the crime was committed and that you are guilty. Um, and whether or not that guilty is necessarily um, reflective of what is right or wrong, it's still, you know, that guilty is, is, is reflective of what you did in relation to the law, uh, namely infringing it. Anyway, so that beef has been kind of funny. Um, more more generally, so Prebarrara, P- I would definitely recommend you re- you guys read up on him and 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 listen to his podcast if you can. It's called Stay Tuned. It's an incredible podcast. Uh, he's definitely like a huge hero and role model of mine. Um, he worked really hard throughout his life, throughout his career, to get to where he was, which was um, probably the most powerful prosecutor or one of the most powerful powerful uh, prosecutors in the U.S. And then. Um, Uh, He was fired because Trump didn't like him. Some say it's because uh, President Trump uh, has lots of friends who are in the financial industries who were either afraid of or directly prosecuted by Preet. Um, All possible, all probable, to be honest. Um, And now he has this great podcast where he talks to people about politics and about uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. And and, and even though, you know, if I were him, I would be really, really mad at Donald Trump and I would be, you know... uh, Crapping on Donald Trump all the time, I uh, you know he 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 doesn't do that. He really goes out of his way to be very fair and very you know data driven in terms of the kinds of statements he makes about policy. Um, and I think that that's really admirable. And I think that in in today's climate, we need more people like him uh, with lots of experience and lots of understanding of the law, talking uh, very candidly but very um, you know in a very controlled fashion about uh, what's going on in the world. So he's, he's incredible man, wow, did I really just talk for like 10 minutes about Dinesh D'Souza and Pre? That's pretty cool, actually. I This is going better than I thought. Um, if you're still listening, why? But also, thank you. So the other thing that I've been thinking about recently, uh, this last week in particular, has been this alleged dating between Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. For those that don't know, Priyanka Chopra is a big-time Bollywood actress, and Nick Jonas is Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers and maybe some singles afterwards. I don't really know much about him. But to me, it was so jarring. Like, when I first heard, my brain kind of short-circuited. And I'm not entirely sure why. Like, I I went back to think about why it was so jarring to me and and, and other people. And I think part of it was, you know, there's, like, this this notion of people should – or people usually date within, like, their cultural spheres. And I don't mean, like, within their race necessarily. But, like, in terms of Priyanka Chopra, she's, like, Bollywood superstar, um, you know – very very like well-known internationally uh and then jake jones uh, jake or sorry nick jonas uh is just like this boy band guy who I, I know is very popular and is part of the social sphere but i don't even consider him to be part of the hollywood sphere um which Priyanka Jobra has been trying to kind of get into more recently um so i guess it was, just, it was mainly jarring for that reason but then also there's like this more dangerous uh thought process i think that kind of happens subconsciously in a lot of people and i I think was maybe happening for me as well which is very dangerous but i think it's important to talk about candidly which is that uh especially when you're a minority group in the u.s like you know growing up as an indian american there's this like part of it like 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 because you're uh a minority group it's harder to date it's harder to have people find you attractive i think especially when you grow up in some in a place like colorado where you know, there isn't a whole lot of diversity. Um, and so there's almost this expectation or there's, there's almost like entitlement that uh, people of your own gender, or sorry, people of your own uh, race and ethnicity should be attracted to you and should not date outside the group. And so it, it's this weird and really dangerous thought process where it's like, oh, I am entitled uh, or 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 like, like I, I, as a member of this group, I'm entitled to uh, other people in the group dating within the group um, to kind of bolster my own sense of self-worth i guess and you know i entirely get where that's coming from i i definitely have subconsciously felt that in in the past but it's very dangerous because people should be allowed to uh uh and and lauded for dating whoever they want for finding companionship and partnership with whoever they they want no matter you know race gender anything and so it's so dangerous for for us to have this reflective reaction of like oh praying Chopra is not dating a brown guy she's dating like a a, uh uh a white american dude uh, who probably doesn't doesn't understand much about uh, Indian culture, and for some reason it's acceptable, I guess, for us to be like, "You, why is she doing that?" Um, I'm sure Nick Jonas is a perfectly respectable guy, and uh, I think we should give um, both people in that relationship a space. so I won't talk about it anymore, but B, you know, uh, respect and credit and uh, the agency to date who they want without us judging. So, sorry if in like the .00001 chance that either of them are listening to this, uh, I'm sorry for reflexively judging the relationship when I did. And uh thank you for helping me expose certain biases that I have about um dating culture in the US. Anyways, uh the last thing I wanted to talk about I sorry, this is like unexpectedly like a brown town kind of episode. I didn't mean to talk about only Indian American issues. Uh but I wanted to talk a little bit about like the music I've been listening to. So uh, obviously I've been studying a lot and I've been listening to a lot of music in the background to kind of keep myself sane. And so uh, it's kind of given me a lot of time to really consider what I consider fun and interesting to listen to. Because when I'm not studying, I don't listen to music much. I usually have podcasts in the background or I'll have TV shows in the background while I'm doing other things. Uh but now I kind of have to go back and reconsider my, my music interests because I can't really listen to anything with a lot of vocals. Uh, otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'll be not productive studying-wise. And I've been listening to a lot of not just Bollywood music, but in particular Bollywood remixes and Bollywood mashups and Bollywood covers uh, by Indian Americans. And so there's this, this rich underground community of uh, Bollywood uh djs that do remixes for all kinds of uh music and they put together these incredible dance mixes uh namely for college level uh bollywood and 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 bangadai and other such uh dance groups and they are incredible it's like a like these these tracks are a solid 10 20 40 minutes often of amazing mashups between Bollywood music and American music and now nowadays the also some Latin American music and it's just so amazing to think of to, to listen to these tracks and uh, uh it just it it's just so gratifying to kind of see this amazing meshwork of all these different music types and styles that I've been exposed to growing up. And I know that a lot of people in India, for example, don't necessarily appreciate it as much. Um and that I think is in part to just exposure. Like I, I was exposed to so much Bollywood music, but also so much Latin American music, and and, and even more uh, like American music. That it's so cool to see them all mashed together. And obviously, it's a it's a product of other people like me who grew up with all these kinds of of, of sounds around them, who um, you know wanted to uh, put them, put them all together in in some form of expression that uh, fit um, their experiences. And so uh anyways you, you can just go on soundcloud and type in like bollywood uh, remix and obviously there's people like dj remix and D- dj ruckus and all these guys who do amazing mixes and so uh it, it's, it's just been awesome to, to see them take off and, and gain popularity uh similarly there's people on youtube um there's someone named lisa misha who i've been uh following on youtube for a long time and i'm I'm a huge fan of her work she sings and plays acoustic guitar and i think uh she's been doing it for a long time while you know, like working a regular job. I think she's my age. And um, she finally started gaining a lot of notoriety over the last maybe year year or two. And most recently, and this is pretty amazing, I was like, wow, good for you when this happened. Uh, she, I think someone uh, like Sonam Kapoor or someone in Bollywood saw one of her posts on like Instagram or something of, of her singing. Uh, and she was singing the refra- like a, a refrain version of a song in, a, in an upcoming movie. And they flew her out to sing the official, I, I think the official refrain for this song in a Bollywood movie. And it's all happened like within a week. And now she's kind of like a star and it's amazing to see. She's just like this Indian American girl, extremely talented from, I, I believe California, I think she's in California and she's really been, you know, putting in the work, working on her music, working on all this stuff on the side, uh, on top of having, of, of having a regular job and, uh, it's all paying off her. And I'm just so happy to see those kinds of successes amongst Indian Americans uh so lisa if you're f- by some miracle listening to this uh thanks for the amazing music and uh keep keep up the good work anyways i've been talking for 20 minutes somehow i don't know how this is probably the, the longest i've ever spoken i don't know how people do this for hours at a time Uh, <laughs> so uh thanks for listening to the first episode um if you're hearing this by the way i don't plan on publishing this anywhere unless i make a few more episodes and and feel like they're worth listening to so if you're if you're listening to this it means a few episodes are out and uh go listen to those as well i guess uh thanks for listening and um i'll talk to you guys in the next one